Welcome, my friends, to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am your host, Tim Begonia. And since I'm recording this episode a little bit before and after Christmas, I can't help but wish you all a very happy holiday and a wonderful new year. Welcome to episode 27, Finding Happiness Again. Now, we're about to close out the year, which always puts me in a mindset of what has happened in my life over the course of the last 12 months. Now, I can say quite a bit has happened, much of it good, some of it not so much. But I can say for certain, I have quite a bit to be thankful for. Or to tie into the podcast, of course, I actually have plenty to be grateful for. Honestly, I'm not quite sure a year ago you could have convinced me I would be saying that. I had obviously, we as a family, had gone through so much change and heartache that finding happiness or being grateful just wasn't something we were striving for back then. We were simply trying to find our our way together through our loss and certainly trying to understand how our tomorrows were going to be shaped going forward. I do know one thing for sure. My wife Colleen wanted nothing more than for us all to find a way back to happiness. I believe we're at least on the right path. Now before we settle into this particular episode, which by the way is one of my favorites, you see I have had the chance to finally chat with a friend, Crystal, who I haven't seen since September 2019 in person. Now, you will quickly understand the value Crystal brings to the Journey to Grateful podcast and to my friend circle as a whole. But first, I must ask if you've shared the podcast with a family member or a friend that you believe could benefit from it. I also hope that you're a subscriber to the podcast and that you get notified when a new episode comes available. Now, what I really want to do is challenge each and every one of you right now to take a moment this week and head over to Apple Podcasts and write a review for the show. Now, I know I keep asking this, but as I've mentioned before, there's a reason. You see, I want to, no, actually, I need to have this podcast reach more people because I'd like more people to have this resource available to them when they need it. Not to mention the blog stories on my website, journeytograteful.com, where my contributors have shared their stories to help others with their own journey through grief. And lastly, there's something new coming in 2022, and I hope those close by in the southeastern Wisconsin area will be able to take part in my new Journey Forward retreat. I'm currently acquiring a space, and once I have that all settled, I will release the date, the location, and the cost for the retreat. But I can tell you that this will be a one-day retreat limited to 30 people who will share, interact, and learn together from a few incredible people that I've asked to speak. We will work on the ways we grieve, access resources available to us to help us through our grief process, and understand what things we can do for ourselves to help us take another step on our journey forward. Now, if you're interested, you can find more information on the journeytograteful.com website, or you can head over to the retreat website. That's journeyforwardretreat.com. 
there I will be expanding over the course of the next few weeks the information and I will be providing you with better idea of, of how the retreat can benefit you personally or certainly a person that you know that you think would benefit from it. So now come with me as I chat with my friend Crystal Steers from the Chasing Happiness Podcast. All right, so in today's episode, I have a special guest, and her name is Crystal Steers, and she is not only a podcaster, her show is Chasing Happiness, but she is a wonderful person, and that is truly the reason why I can call her my friend. Hi, how you doing, Aww, Crystal? Tim, you are so sweet. I just want to reach out and give you a hug. I'm wonderful <laughs> totally today. How are could. you? You're a little too far away, though. I am a little too far away. This virtual hug thing just doesn't fulfill the same kind of need that a real life <laughs> hug does. That's for sure. Tell everybody what happened to you in the last several months with where you're living. So, yeah, I actually am one of those crazy people that decided, you know, COVID kind of, I don't want to say made me reassess, but it definitely changed some life circumstances for me. And so sure. I moved from Southern Ontario to Halifax, Nova Scotia at the end of October. Um, and I made the move with my mother, which is kind of crazy because most women my age would not say such a thing, <laughs> but uh, we decided to make the trip because I have never been here. Canada is a big country and there's a lot of places I've never been, but this is one of the places I always wanted to go. And life circumstances just sort of popped up and she decided to come and I thought, well, heck, I'll give it a whirl for a year and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, why not? Why not? And for those who don't understand, this wasn't just a little couple hundred mile jaunt, right? <laughs> it was not. So it is, uh, we drove from Southern Ontario to Halifax, Nova Scotia, and it was a five day drive realistically, I suppose you could make it quicker than that if you were willing to drive more than 10 hours at a time. Um, but, you know, Canada is a big country. And until you start driving it and you actually see the landmass, you don't necessarily notice. So, yeah, it's a totally different time zone than what I come from, which has totally messed me up in making, you know, appointments and trying to call friends and family back home and all of those things. Um, and it's just it's a different life out here. There is a different culture when you move somewhere, especially somewhere so far removed from where you came from, you know, Southern Ontario really is sort of a hustle and bustle kind of place. Lots of people looking to just, you know, get things done. And out here, it's a very different culture. It's much more laid back, much more relaxed, almost, I would say, kind of a like, enjoy life and whatever happens, happens kind of environment. Oh, so it's been a big I adjustment. I kind of like that idea. Certainly the, the, the change is the thing that you need to adjust yourself on. And that doesn't necessarily just mean one aspect of your life. It's so many different aspects of yes. your life. I mean, before we went uh, to record this, we were talking about weather. And yes. then you're talking about emotional and mental and just yeah. physical and everything. So let's talk about your, your podcast, and actually it's going to end up being, I think, a discussion about a mindset, and it's chasing happiness. We have a mutual friend, Mr. Mongello, who six years ago decided to do sort of this work in weekend workshop-y thing called Momentum, and at that first weekend retreat, him and a few other wonderful people had said to me, your voice needs to be out there. You need to be more 
present with people, start a podcast. And I was terrified to do that. <laughs> I had no idea what it, that even looked like, but I did it um, in part because it terrified me. And it really, you know, it started out as a podcast, just me trying to work through my emotions and my mindset and my personal growth. And it has grown into a podcast where I now chat with wonderful people like yourself about life and about the struggle of finding happiness and your purpose and what that looks like, because it's so different for each one of us. And it really is all about figuring out what you want as an individual and trying to make that happen. And sometimes it's not pretty and sometimes it's really complicated, but other times it is sort of cupcakes and sprinkles. And I think we can all kind of learn lessons from each other about that whole process. So I do the best that I can on the podcast to talk to people about the reality of what it actually looks like, because as you know, when life changes or throws you a curveball, sometimes it's not an easy adjustment and it takes a long time. Absolutely. And I think that's where we're going to really connect with my audience. Um, for me, listening to your episode uh, doesn't have to be talking specifically about grief or the grief journey, but uh, happiness in life, finding your happiness in life, however that looks and for whatever reason, based on where you are in your life, it can speak to everybody, absolutely everybody across the board. It doesn't matter what they're dealing with, which I think right. is absolutely perfect. So how do you how do you find your happiness day to day, month to month, year to year? <laughs> so that's a complicated question because I think as we grow as people, as we experience different life circumstances, that changes. And for me, it's really about asking myself at this point in my life, how do I want to show up in the world today? What do I want that to look like? And in this moment, what is going to bring me joy? So for me, you know, some days that's painting. Some days it's spending time outside. Some days it's connecting with friends. You know, it's the holiday season. So right now, sometimes that's writing a bunch of Christmas cards and mailing them to people all around the world, right? Yeah. It yeah. just, it depends. Every day is a little bit different. And one thing I really try to allow myself is the space to be human. So some days for me, happiness is just staying in my pajamas and watching Netflix or reading a good book. And that's okay. Yeah. I've heard many people talk to me and it's been friends or it's been family where they have brought up the comment, you have to allow yourself grace and going through the loss of my wife and knowing other people who have had lost, whether it be a year ago or 10 years ago, the biggest problem that I have faced myself and that I hear from others is them being too hard on themselves. I think the most dangerous place for me is between my ears. It's in my head. Mm, yep. It's what you tell yourself and what you make yourself believe. It's your questioning. I wonder if I'm doing this right. right. Um, and even giving yourself permission to stay in your pajamas and binge watch your favorite yes. show is, is quite a challenge. I'm not saying that that is the solution to everything. You, you start binge watching and staying in your pajamas <laughs> for four or five, six days. That's, that's a different low, story. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's a completely different story. But I think that, um, when you're going through grief and when you're going through life, actually, because, there is much more um, that is defined as loss other than just simply the loss of a, of a person. Absolutely. There's a loss of a job. There's a loss of so much else in life. And there's similar aspects to those losses. 
And I think it is important exactly what you just said about how you try to give yourself permission and you try to to kind of uh, put yourself into a place that that makes a lot of sense for myself. You know, I'm redefining my life in many ways. I have three kids, as you know, uh, they're wonderful, absolutely spectacular, uh, 14, 15 and 23. And it is amazing how strong they are. And there's much that I can learn from them, which is, oh. is wonderful and surprising all at the same time. Which is kind of beautiful. And I think, you know, you touched on something that we often in this society, especially this crazy social media world that we live in, we often think what we're experiencing in life has to look a certain way, or it has to unfold a certain way because everyone else, that's how the process looks to have been. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, f- we forget we're complicated human beings. We live yeah. complicated, complex lives. You have to allow the space for your journey to be different, whatever that means to you. And, you know, your journey through this process is different than your kid's journey. And each one of your kids has had a different journey through this process yeah. because our perceptions in the world are different based on how we grow up, where we grow up, what stage of life we're in, all of those things. So grace really is a big thing and just allowing us to be human. You know, we often forget, especially when we're grieving, whether it's the loss of someone we loved, whether it's a job, whether it's just a relationship in general, maybe, you know, you graduated school and now you don't know what to do. There's a loss in that as well. Like we often forget that as human beings, all of those things deserve the same level of attention from us because they are losses. There is a piece of yourself that changes because of what happens. And you have to allow sort of the unfolding of whatever that looks like. And we often tend to, as human beings say, well, that's not appropriate. I need to, you know, dampen that down or I need to change that. And so, you know, for everyone who's listening to this, regardless of sort of where they are in life, I hope they allow themselves a little bit of that space and just know, you know, it may look one way for your friend, your family member. It looks completely different for you. That's okay. I love that you just said that last part, because that is the most important aspect of any, any experiences that you're going through life, just because your friend over here went through X, Y, Z and made it through easily, quickly, efficiently, wonderfully does not mean it's going to be the exact same for you in my bereavement groups. We talk about that often. I have some people that I, know that are five or six years from the loss of their special someone. And if you met them, heard them talking and didn't know when they lost them, you would think it was months ago. Right. And it's never going to be the same. And actually the way that we, uh, we attack things, is never going to be the same. Uh, I'm sure that through life, when we are, dealing with um, trying to raise children. You know that I have friends that raise their children one way. I raise mine another way. We kind of yep. learn off of each other. Sure. And it's always going to be different. And that is okay in grief. That is okay in loss. That is okay in all the bumpy roads that life has to offer you. I look to those people in my bereavement group for guideposts along the right. way. 
And I think that's important that we keep our ears and eyes open to hear what they have to say and what they have experienced and felt. And then we make that fit for us. And if they, on an anniversary of a passing, release balloons, but that's not my thing, then that's not my thing. Right. Right. If Christmas for them is, I don't want to put out any Christmas decorations, but that's not my thing, then that's not my thing. You know, actually with the Christmas decoration aspect, it's my kids that say, okay, Thanksgiving is done. We have to start getting Christmas ready. And last year for our first Christmas without my wife, I wasn't feeling it. And I knew that I had to, and I was going to push myself to make sure that I did, but they were the ones that took took the uh took the reins and they were they kind of said okay let's let's go get the boxes from the basement and let's start and i wasn't quite ready but you know it wasn't a big deal we did it we did it together actually that's really important too that's really important and i think what you touch on is something that all of your listeners can benefit from because You as a father had a choice in that moment. You could have handled it the way you needed to emotionally and disregarded what your kids needed. But your kids were saying to you, look, this is tradition. This is how we honor her. This is what we want to do. And you stepped forward and said, okay, we're going to do this as a family. It may not be exactly how I'm feeling it in this moment, but I'm going to try And that's the important part. You tried, you tried, you tried to honor your kids. You tried to honor where you were all at the same time. And that's all we can do as human beings. We try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you give it the best effort you can in that moment and you do the best you can. And sometimes that involves, you know, awkward conversations with the people around us, but you know, we just, we, we can only do what we can do in any given moment. And Christmas is hard. Christmas is for most people, a family celebration. So when you're talking about losing someone who is a pivotal role in that family, Christmas can be very difficult for people. New years can be really difficult. Birthdays can be really difficult. So it's important to remember, you know, everybody celebrates differently. Everybody is going to honor that in a different way, but you also need to be willing to say, you know, this doesn't work for me at this time of year. So, you know, maybe you're somebody who mutes all of your social media for a month in December so that you're not bombarded by happy messages or whatever it happens to be. But, you know, there is that element of knowing where you are and what you need, but also being willing to support the people around you who are going through the same thing. Absolutely. Well, well said, definitely. And it reminds me of that term that is often said, showing up, you know, you need to show up for this, you need to show up for that. And that's what we had to do. And based on what my children wanted, I had to show up, I had to be there as best as I could be. And yeah, we were putting up decorations, and we would find an ornament and that touched our hearts. And we went with it. And we expressed ourselves and we all hugged each other. And there may have been a tear or 500, you know, right. And it is what it is actually about the tears, the 500. I read something where it said, um, the basic concept was to let yourself feel the grief and don't cut yourself off too soon. And the quote went something like, if you have 500 tears to shed, don't stop at 250. Yes. 
And I thought that was so wonderful because there are certainly times when getting it out is necessary, it's needed. And I know it's a cliche, but it's also a cleansing. 100%. It's, it's so interesting because as someone who has a degree in psychology, I can tell you science tries to study all of these things. Why do we do this? It's why we have those stages of grief that everyone talks yeah. about. But yeah. what they don't talk about is those stages take a different amount of time for every single person. The way each stage shows up looks different because science can't quantify that. Yep. Science can't sit down and say, well, you have 500 tears because your grief is at this level. It doesn't work that way. So you really have to be willing to just allow what you need. And that quote is amazing because yeah, if you stop halfway through the grieving process, or if you stop halfway through whatever emotion you are experiencing, you are not going to finish that emotion and move forward. It's not about moving on. And I want to be really clear about I this. Agree. I agree. A lot of people talk about moving forward. You will heal with time. You don't heal with time. And I want to be very clear about this because it angers me when people say, you know, time heals all wounds. Time doesn't heal it. What happens with time is you find a way to move forward. You find a way to keep going but the pain is always there. The grief is always there. The loss is always there. It just shows up differently as you move forward. So anyone who is listening to this and they're thinking, you know, you know, it's been six years as some of the people in your group or whatever, you know, I should be over this by now. No, you shouldn't. Because the truth is it's like a scab. It's a scab that never heals. But what does happen is eventually you find a way to put a bandaid on some of it. Right. And you move forward and you figure out how to do that in a functional way for you, whatever that looks like, but it never, ever stops being something that hurts. I really wish my listeners could see our video because I am shaking my head. It's about to fall off my shoulders. I am agreeing so much. The whole idea of moving on and, and leaving something behind when you're talking about grief is just not it. The moving forward, yes. Taking steps forward, yes, absolutely. And to have a thought in your head that puts a time limit on your grief is an absolutely frustrating thing to ever hear anybody say. If somebody yes. would ever say, well, you know, aren't you over it yet? Over it, over, over. No, I do How not do expect to ever get over. Right. There are going to be processes through and forward and the grief is always going to be there. It's going to be different levels of grief at different times. Okay. And I really, I, I do want to stress to everybody listening, you know, grief does not have a watch and it does not take a look at the calendar. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It doesn't yep. matter what time of the year it is. And it certainly doesn't matter how long ago you lost your someone. Yep. So do not put a time limit on yourself. Do not look at those, uh, those steps of grief and think, well, I need to be here now, and then I need to be there. You know, mm -hmm. I've talked about it many times where grief is not a, a linear line. It's like a tangled ball of string. 
Yeah. Oftentimes we will find that we experience something and we fool ourselves into thinking, oh, okay, now I've finally gotten to that point that that will be done. And it's not done. It's no. a tangled ball of string. That little string will overlap that same part again in yeah. five days, five months, five years. Absolutely. Something that a lot of people get stuck on because they think I've already dealt with this. I should yes. be over it. Yeah. And the truth is, you know, love is this really complicated thing and you're never over love. Think about how often we say to people like, you still remember your first love. You still remember your first kiss. Well, you still remember those things because they left an impression on your soul. Absolutely. The people we care about leave an impression on our soul and you never get over that. You just find a way to move forward in a different capacity without them. The mindset that you enter into your grief or that you at least yes. settle into during your grief so that you can find a way to actually process it all and start that forward motion. I think people who are having the most difficult time are the people that do not understand these little details. I call them little details because they are oftentimes hidden. So they oftentimes seem to be very little. Their effect is not little by any means, sure. but they are definitely hidden details that people need to share with each other. And that is truly the reason why I started this podcast. Um, I grew up where grief was that one or two week period of time. Mm. You went to people's houses, you brought them a casserole, casserole. everybody yep. hugged. Oh, that's my third cousin. Oh, I've never met you before. You yep. go to the funeral, to the wake, to the dinner, whatever. Everybody's sad, very appropriate to celebration of life. And then everybody gets back to what they usually do. And that was grief. Now that I sit back as time has gone on, losing my parents in 2006 and other people, you realize that, okay, it's not what I thought it was as a child. And right. of course, that's with childlike eyes. So that sure. is definitely excusable. But I also think that it was it was definitely the um, the society that we lived in back in yep. the in the seventies ish. Uh, that is that is how it was presented to us, and I want people to understand, and I want them, I want grief to be de demystified and to for everybody to understand that talking about it is huge. It is. Absolutely gigantic and i love that you talked about love and how love puts that imprint on our heart you know there is a quote and i forget who says it and i've used it at least once if not four times on my instagram account <laughs> but it is something to the effect of how lucky i am to have loved so much to grieve this badly. Mm. Grief is definitely as complicated as love. And we can't forget that love has had so many facets and has so, had mm -hmm. so many layers and has affected our life so much that why are we always questioning why the grief will last this long and, and right. be so affecting us? Exactly. And one of the things that I think is really important for people to remember is our love is amplified 
when we experience new things with somebody. Our grief is too. And that's why one of the things you mentioned about talking about it is so important because what happens when we talk about it, when we start to be open with whoever we're comfortable with, I'm not saying you have to talk to the people at the grocery store, but talk to the people you're comfortable with, find a support circle, because what happens is that grief transforms back into that love. You will get to the place at some point, and it's a different timeline for everyone. So please don't put a timeline on it, but you will get to the point where those stories, rather than causing you pain, those stories about the love that you shared with that person bring you joy. And they remind you of a beauty that you had in your life surrounded by love takes a long time to get there. And for some people, maybe you never get there, but the goal is to share as much of that love from that person with that person, with the world as you can, because that's what allows you to move forward, not move on as we said, but move forward in life with carrying that love with you. Absolutely. Oh, I hope that everybody who is listening can pull at least one or two things away from this discussion. Honestly, as we're going through all of these details, I'm finding a dozen things, if not more. It really, really makes a difference sometimes for somebody to just simply say it and to just simply express it and to put it out there for people to hear. Because sometimes in life in general, and certainly in grief, you can hear something two or three times and you don't truly hear it yeah. until it just, it, it fits for you or it means something for you. I know Absolutely. that uh, when, when I talk about my kids, each one of them is definitely a completely unique individual and they are absolutely wonderful. And No more than going through this grief have I ever seen how individual they are and the way that they have uh, started to progress through their journey has been quite interesting. I think that as parents, as friends, as family, it's very important that we don't lose the kids through all of this because they are affected like you would not believe. It doesn't matter if it's an aunt or uncle, a grandparent, a cousin, somebody that's kind of uh, a couple of circles out from the center circle, or if it's a good friend, or if it's a true family member that is sitting at the table at all moments and suddenly is not there. They see things, they hear things, they experience these things, talk to them. And make sure that they are hearing you because, again, you have to say it more than once. Yes, absolutely. Because we're not ready until we're ready. And we never know when that is, right? And so, you know, maybe one of your kids or you, maybe you're ready now. And, you know, another isn't ready for six months. And like we've been saying, you know, it's different for everyone. And so keeping the dialogue open, being open to the fact that it is going to look different And just showing up in your best capacity. You don't have to show up with all the glitz and glam. You don't have to be 100% present all the time. Show up the best that you're capable of each and every day because that's the best you can do. But show up. Yes. Definitely 
try your darndest to show up on however that looks at whatever level that is try desperately to show up because that is going to make a difference and when you're talking about kids they need to see that you show up and they need to see that you are vulnerable so that they understand that what they're feeling is normal Um, for me I I don't hide my emotions I guess in a in couple of different ways I'm a little softy as many people will know we're a Disney family and you love (laughs) Disney as well and certainly our mutual friends across the the (laughs) country love Disney my kids will tell you a story that I cannot watch uh, Princess and the Frog without shedding a tear and this is from the very first time that we ever watched it and it had absolutely nothing to do with loss of my wife because obviously she was here when it came out and I think it had a little bit more to do with the loss of my parents at the time now it does definitely connect but when Ray uh, is singing to Evangeline and she had passed and she's you know the star in his mind you know that is just so touching and they laugh at me my kids that I can't get through that part without shedding a tear but through the laughter and them kidding me and picking on me I know that it has shown them that it's okay yes and sometimes showing up is showing the kids that it's okay whatever that is it's okay to cry it's okay to laugh whatever time appropriate is is for you it's okay to share those memories it's okay to start new traditions while we continue some of the old traditions. Absolutely. All of this is okay because all of this is the process that we need to go through. And all of this is life. And all of this is just us being human. Yes. It's the human experience, right? And, you know, giving yourself permission to be human, giving your kids permission to be human in the moments where they giggle at you They are also loving you for being open and being human and embracing the experience that there's a beauty in that. Yes, there definitely is. Well, I want to thank you so much with a giant virtual hug showing (laughs) up for me. It is wonderful. And I really wish that we could have uh, seen each other at Momentum but the darn borders were still kind of closed down or had just opened up. They had literally just opened up the day it started. Yeah. Oh, it just sucks so much. So yeah. hopefully we will see you at lose momentum next year, or maybe even some other time for whatever reason, that would be fingers, absolutely wonderful. Fingers crossed. I, uh, I have my fingers crossed for hopefully in the next couple of months making a trip. So we'll see. Awesome. Let me know when you're going to go somewhere. And especially if it's going to be Disney. <laughs> you know, I can always use a reason to go down myself. <laughs> I will definitely let you know. Thank you for having me. This is Oh, thank you very much, Crystal. Again, her podcast is called um Oh my gosh, uh Chasing, Chasing happiness. happiness. It's okay. We're too involved in the conversation. <laughs> we are totally too involved in the conversation. You know, this is just friends chatting and I so appreciate you being my friend from far, far away. And definitely for the next time that we meet giant hugs and I hope and wish you a wonderful Christmas and a fantastic new year. Let's hope that 2022 brings us so many more good things. 
absolutely and hugs right back at you and happy holidays and all the fun stuff and oh let's just hope 2022 is filled with love amen best wish up thank you again see you thank you So thank you, my friends, for listening in on today's episode of the Journey to Grateful podcast. Remember, visit journeytograteful.com, where you can find blog stories written by my contributors. And while you're on the site, you'll find it easy to navigate to Apple Podcasts to rate and review the show. And now Spotify also has the ability for you to rate the show. So if you listen on Spotify, share your rating on Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe to the Journey to Grateful Facebook page and the Instagram page as well. Let's continue the conversation over on social. And finally, I would like to leave you with an inspiring quote to help lift you up during the holiday season. Not the easiest time of year to navigate through. So if you're like me, you might need an extra boost. Written by Heather Stilfenson, she says so wisely, keep walking through the storm Your rainbow is waiting on the other side. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Take a moment to share the show with someone you know and help us make a difference for someone who needs it today. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.